Welcome to the Court of Three podcast. This is episode number 66, and we are in season two, two of the podcast. I am your host, Spencer Breedlove, and I get to do this podcast with my wife, Lisa. That's right. So what do you want to talk about? I'm well, the co-pilot. You are not the co-pilot. <laughs> you are definitely the pilot. <laughs> Thank you. Folks, you heard it right here. Live. <laughs> Well, well recorded it's live for recorded us. live. It's live yeah. for us. I not heard it, live, I heard for you. it live. <laughs> uh I'm sorry, what did you ask me after you said I was the boss? Just just <laughs> I'm not the boss. You're the boss. You take it and go with it. You have just totally oh. bombed no, I didn't. the introduction. Folks, we are going on this podcast. We're gonna talk about things that make you think, maybe make you laugh, make you cry. Or sometimes even a combination of all three of those. We hope to inform your mind. We want to inspire your heart. And specifically, we want to ignite your joy. Wherever you are today, we encourage you to join in the conversation and share this podcast on your socials with your friends and families by text. So on this week's episode of the quarter three podcast we are going to talk about your marriage mindset we're going to talk about the attitude that you bring into your marriage most of the time this is going to be about for really pre-engagement and engaged couples but i think that in every marriage in every relationship there's a certain attitude that you bring into the marriage so we're going to talk about that well, you said it's not just for engaged or pre-engaged. This is good stuff. Oh, it's really good stuff. We went through this because, yeah, I think no matter where you are in the years of your marriage, um, this is just very insightful and I think lends to how we can strengthen our marriages when and we in, have more insight. Yeah, and... In the 30 plus years of ministry that we've been in and the opportunity to have coached quite a few couples Uh in uh, in their preparation for a lifetime together, uh, Mm -hmm. this is some really, really, really good stuff. So what we're going to be talking about is really based on research through Les and Leslie Parrott, who created this assessment tool called SYMBIS, S-Y-M-B-I-S. It means save your marriage before it starts. And so this is a tool that I use, and I'll unpack this later on, but this is something that I use in my marriage coaching, in our marriage coaching, because really you and I are doing it together uh, a good bit. Uh And we're going to unpack these five marriage mindsets. It's going to be good. And it's... I don't know if we're going to get through all five of them today or what, but I mean, this could be. We might have to break it up. Th- th- this whole this whole deal is really going to be. Uh, it, it could be quite a few podcasts. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. But, but it's but, rich. But it's very rich. But before we do that, we saw a movie the other night. Yes. Called Love Again. It, it is was a, really good. It is a sappy rom-com. That's <laughs> what it is. It was a sappy rom-com. Anybody, you know what a rom-com but is? you said you enjoyed it. You know what a rom-com is, right? Romantic. Romantic comedy. comedy. Just making sure. Yeah, I think everybody got that. Okay. okay. It was very sappy. Okay. But it was really, it was, it was better than Hallmark Cheesy. <laughs> um, but it was really good. I mean, with 
the actors. Uh, Celine well, there was Dion nobody was that you it, really would recognize except, except for Celine, Celine Dion. Dion. So and that Nick meant Jonas. Nick Jonas was, was in there, but he was kind of creepy. Nick Jonas, he had a weird. He part was in really it, but, creepy. Yeah, but the music was really good the, too. Yeah. The score. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed the movie. It was it was a great Friday night after a long week of work. Yes. Sit down on the couch. Date night. Yes. Well, that date night didn't really go like I thought it was going to go. Well, it was still us together. Yes, it was still us together. Okay, but yeah. I was hoping that I would be able to take you out to oh, dinner. It's all right, honey. And take you downtown to Monroe and get. Uh, well, it was all right. You know, but Lizzie then, wanted. But then Lizzie to... hijacked our date. <laughs> And then we wound up going to Barbaritos. It's okay. All right. We'll have lots more times that it'll just be us. Yeah. We're coming to that quickly. Yes, we So are. it's all right. Okay. But what about the movie? What did so they in do the, in the movie? So in the movie, uh, and I forget the girl's name in the, in, the, in the movie, but anyway, she loved to play Would You Rather games uh-huh. with her boyfriend soon to be uh uh husband who that never transpired because well you gotta just watch the movie but she loved to play these would you rather games because she felt like it was a really really good way to get to know the person right Uh Uh uh-huh so her sister kind of made fun of her don't play those silly games when you date people so i thought it'd be really cool if in honor of our date night yes. on Friday and watching this movie, yes. Love Again, that we could have a would you rather question. Okay. So okay. I have no idea what would you rather question you're going to ask, well, but I, I'm interested. I didn't take one from the movie. There was a good one in the movie, but I took one maybe a little more kid, you know, it's, it's more uh, on the kid level. So, are you ready? So, you're putting it on my level? Is that what you're saying? (laughs) I did not say that. That's exactly what you said. I'm going to use this at school. This is a good one. Would you rather your tears taste like cheese or you sneeze chocolate? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I think I know what you're going to (laughs) say. Give me the cheese. I knew you were going to yes. say yes. No. Yes. Give me the cheese. I no. mean, that's like liquid cheese. It's some cheese I mean, whiz. Cheese. Yeah, but I'm not a cheese whiz person. Oh, okay. You know what's but, that? What's that? Squeeze like, cheese. But let's say if it was if you cried queso. Oh, you know. So I mean, and it tasted like queso. You just hold your chips. Or if you're a Gruyere type cheese yeah. person or a gouda or a see i knew you're or a cheddar or a sharp cheddar but you're gonna have to be sad a lot don't you understand see that's why i wouldn't pick that one i don't want not if we laugh till we cried okay you can so laugh till you cry that's true it's yeah it's, tears, it's of all, joy tears of joy a lot okay i was doesn't have to be tears of sadness i was thinking make me sad so i could cry my cheese Oh but I sneeze so much. I wish I could sneeze chocolate. <laughs> I wish that would yeah. be awesome. Like because I really feel like that you would do be sneeze a lot. That'd be like extra bonus. Like I'm sneezing because I'm going to do that anyway. But I'm getting chocolate to eat, which I love. I mean, it's like gross icing. <laughs> okay, see, the kids will love that one. That's a great question. Ooh, there's some more chocolate. 
But I also have. What if it got crusted in there? And that's like. Uh-oh. Okay, no, we're that's, not going there. It was gross. straight question. Yes, no more. Yeah, extra but my added. mind starts going. In I know that direction. no more extra added stuff. No. Okay, wait. I have an update. Oh, you don't have another question? There's no. That was it. No, that's my question oh, for today. Fun. That was the would you rather? Okay, you have yeah, an update. That was the would you rather? What's your update? So last week, and the premiere of our season two, I mentioned. Um, about muscle cars, remember? Right. That was the conversation. And I was, right. I hope that some more conversations around the table have transpired now about teaching our kids a little bit better about some good cars. But on the heels of that, I was listening to the radio this week, and the announcers were talking about this mysterious yellow line in Florida. <laughs> Okay, so now you can go and read the article. It's 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 interesting because it starts out talking about the human brain and we're wired, you know, for certain things and we're conditioned when we see a solid yellow line, you follow it. Right. It stays to the left of your car in this country and you don't pass. Okay, so there's a mysterious yellow line. On I-95 for 23 miles on the interstate. And obviously, it's an accident. And it is very confusing to the drivers, whether they be tourists or the people that live in this area, because it's actually weaving across different lanes (laughs) and on both sides of the road. And people are trying to follow the line because we're conditioned to do that. But here's where the cars come in. It's really presenting a problem for Teslas. How so? Well, we already know they're not muscle cars, okay? But obviously, they're computerized, but they don't know how to override themselves. So they had to put a message out that you needed to take that setting off of your car that drives itself because it would continue to follow that weaving yellow line into other lanes where you're not really supposed to go. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, so they said, be warned, please take this setting off of your Teslas when you are driving in this 23-mile stretch in the state of Florida because your car will be very confused and not know what to do. Yes, your your brain had to take over, and that's just it. I don't think you're ever going to fully get to a point where we don't need our brains. And and I say that every day to my students. Let's use our brain. Okay. Some things can become automated. Computers are good. We've made a lot of advances because of technology. But at some point, you have to look and go, wait, somebody accidentally spilled some paint for 23 miles, and I should not drive over there into oncoming traffic lanes. Yeah, that just I mean, makes sense. Duh. But the Tesla doesn't know that. <laughs> And the Tesla going to get you killed. <laughs> okay. So I wanted to update. I, if you have a Tesla, that's awesome. Again, I'm happy for you. But just be warned. Don't drive in that stretch of Florida right now. They said that there's an investigation. This was funny. The article that I read said that the line ends mysteriously at the Acme 
barricade company. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, is this like a cartoon? You know, like is that where Wally Coyote, Wally Coyote. got all of his all of his stuff, yeah. all of his pranks, all, all the explosives. his explosives from Acme? Yeah, the yellow line. All of a sudden, it's on the road on I ninety five. And it ends at Acme Barricade Company. That so there, there's an investigation. No one has come forward yet confessing that they accidentally were spilling the paint. And it's like, it, it is like the regular yellow line you see on the yeah. road. So it was, a, it was a paint truck, not like a can of paint right. fell over mm-hmm. in someone's pickup truck. Yes. And it was painting. But your brain, yeah, they said it's, you're driving and you're like, you have to almost stop and go no do not follow that over there i must stay over here <laughs> cars are over here stay over here yeah maybe it was a wally coyote prank maybe it was <laughs> road trip. okay what an update <laughs> hey leave it to me mm-hmm. where did you hear this on the radio i told you i listen we listen to bizarre radio stories lizzie and i do yes where? Like the gold blob that's at the bottom of the ocean, too. Have you heard that one? Mm, I don't think so. <laughs> okay, that's a story for another day. The gold blob. Yeah. But no. you know, then I get stuck in these research and, you know, I got to go check it out. That's really interesting. I know. I know. Hey, that's what I'm here for, to give you something to think about. So... That's a thanks for the update. You're welcome. Yeah, I get the feeling that you're not really a Tesla fan. Oh no, no, no! I mean, if if somebody wanted to give me one, I'd take it. But I really don't think I'd go buy one. That's just not my car of choice. The Tesla may be the right car for you. I mean, it actually might be with my eyes, right? Unless somebody paints uh, something on the road. <laughs> yeah, then we're in trouble. <laughs> in big trouble. <laughs> All right, so uh, I know uh, we got a little bit of update on some family stuff. You know, I mean, we're forty-eight days from Jared and Kendall getting married. Yes, that's exciting. Yes, is it, do we have any other updates? Mm, don't think so. I think that's the main one. Yeah, forty-eight days. Mm-hmm. They have. Got their venue. They've got things lined up. They are They're getting her done. So it's cool. It is. I kind of think it's a great way. I do too. If we, if if you want to get married again, we could do it in forty eight days. I only want to do that one time. <laughs> okay, I did. I only wanted to do it just once, and we had two preachers that married us. We did. So you know, double married. Exactly. Extra. They, well, they say. Uh, they? they say one is none, two is one. So, oh, okay. So we took care okay. of the two. We got it. We got it. Yeah. So we we're good. We don't need another one. Yes. And speaking of marriage, okay, let's get into what we're talking about tonight with mindset. So the question is: Is mm-hmm. what is your attitude towards marriage? Now, for Lisa and myself, we want your marriage. We want your marriage to soar. We want it to yes. Uh, we want it to take flight. We want it to thrive. And what I've heard about leadership and other things, I've heard this particular quote stated before. It says that your attitude will determine your altitude. 
So I think that applies in marriage. Your attitude towards marriage will determine the altitude of your marriage. And you want your marriage to soar. You want it to you want it to fly high, you know. And in our marriage coaching, we use the Simbus assessment tool uh, to capture a clear snapshot of the couples that we work with and give them feedback on who they will be with for the remainder of their lives. And this particular tool assesses your attitude towards marriage. It will assess your individual and your relational well-being. It, re- it, it assesses your context. In other words, like your social support systems, your finances, your expectations. And it will also assess the dynamics. So the dynamics in your relationship, like love, sex, communication, things like that. So it's really an overarching like big picture of everything it it is a big picture at at a macro level uh-huh but it also but it gets, breaks it down it right. also it gets to down. a micro level in yeah. individual places of areas. and That's areas good. of who they are as individuals and who they are as couples that's good because i think if most people if you ask most people that were about to get married or in that you know age of thinking i think most would say yeah i'm for marriage everybody would think they had a Mm -hmm. mindset for it Mm, but not necessarily correct yeah that's true so so over over the course of any marriage Mm -hmm. your relationship will be impacted by the alignment or the misalignment yes of these two mindsets or attitudes that you bring into the relationship all right does that make sense yes yes that either right you're going to find out how to mesh them together and and work together or you're going to be rubbing against each other with these mindsets correct yeah so these five mindsets or attitudes and there i'm going to i'm going to give you a, a kind of a flyover view a flyover shot of the five mindsets and each mindset has a specific marriage theme okay well hold on though where did these mindsets come from let's so, explain where they came from all right so these five mindsets there was research that les and leslie parrott did with their research team they interviewed 3600 men and women aged ages 18 to 30 so really right in that prime yes season those prime years right pretty much you're married when you're getting married Mm -hmm. and they over three thousand over it was over is right at 36 Uh a little over 3600 people uh, equal number of men and women, okay, ages eighteen to thirty, and spread evenly across those ages. Now, okay. now here's what in that in that research, and it was not just just done like in the South or the North. Right. It was across the country. Yes. All right. So you have a population of. Uh, and you're really good at all scientific type terminology and research and samples and all this type of stuff. But they did very good 
quantitative and qualitative type yes. research yes. on this. It's very, very, very yes. thorough. So their findings revealed that there were five specific attitudes or mindsets that people bring into or people have about marriage and it's what they bring into the relationship and into the marriage relationship uh -huh. as they get married. So here are the five. All right. I'm going to just do the, here's the five. Okay. Here's the and marriage we'll thing. Okay. And then we'll talk about the, the research and the okay. statistics that, that follow right. and the interesting parts of this. Okay. Is that good? Yeah. So the first one is resolute. The first attitude about marriage is resolute. The marriage theme for the resolute is divorce is not an option. All right. Okay. The next one is rational. In other words, the marriage theme there is marriage is hard work. So it's more of a, a realistic uh -huh. Uh -huh. view. It's hard work. Uh -huh. Whereas uh, the, um, the resolute, resolute is more of a... Um, a belief it's a, a belief yeah. it's a it's a conviction you know yes. okay we're there then the third one is romantic here's the marriage theme we'll live happily ever after <laughs> sorry um or I, I, I would probably put another marriage theme there is oh you complete me you know the oh, whole jerry Maguire okay, deal stop the next one is restless the fourth marriage attitude is restless. The marriage theme for that one is, I need more time. Mm. I need more time. Mm -hmm. Then there's a fifth one. It's the reluctant attitude. Their marriage theme is, why take the risk? Okay. Why take the risk? Okay. So those are the five mm -hmm. marriage mindsets. So let's, let's start with the resolute. Okay. Um, now, that divorce is not an option. Divorce is not an option. So I'm going to hit some of these. And, and as far as research findings and just some bullet points. So of the research, 22% of this population falls into the category. So almost a quarter. Almost a quarter. Of that okay. 3,600. Okay. Falls into this category. What's interesting about this is that the South... And the Midwest is where you will often find these particular people, and they're with this mindset. And they're usually in suburbs. Hmm. Okay. And the category okay. itself has an equal number of men and women. Okay. Has an equal number of men and women. So, this particular resolute mindset. They have a traditional optimistic view of marriage, expecting lifelong love. They feel in control of, of their life. They have a life plan and it includes marriage. Education has a strong, uh, important value in their lives. Religion plays a big part in their lives and they're predominantly Caucasian with a median in uh, income. It's pretty interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It is. Very. Okay. So, that is the resolute, just kind of a snapshot there okay. of the resolute. The rational marriage is hard. Mm -hmm. You're least likely to find them in the Midwest. All right. Okay. This category is made up of about 52% women and 48% men. Is it larger than the resolute? 
This one is larger than the Resolute. Larger. It has 23%. Okay. So not much larger, about the same. Just a little. All right. Mm-hmm. But they have a rational and balanced view of marriage, approaching it with caution. There's, there's a cautious approach to marriage. Their personal destiny is not tied to being married. Mm. Now, what, here's what's interesting about this one is cohabitation is a viable consideration for this group. It's an option. It's an option. Mm-hmm. Whereas the resolute, that is not an option. Okay. Not an option. <clears throat> okay. Now we're getting to the romantic. All right. Romantic. This is 19% of the population. Okay. 19%. I hope that's the smallest one, right? Um. <laughs> no. It's not. It is. The, no, oh, it's not okay. the smallest. Okay. It's not the smallest. All right. This particular mindset mm-hmm. is mostly young females. Okay. 67%. There's your rom-coms. <laughs> believing in the existence of their wow. Prince Charming. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay. Can, can we burst some bubbles? <laughs> your Prince Charming doesn't always exist. <laughs> <laughs> or he's not... Perfect. He ain't perfect. Prince Charming. He ain't a yes. perfect Prince Charming. Can be a prince there ain't none of them that charming. are perfect. Right. All right. Okay. So um, mostly females. Yeah, they they don't have much of a plan. Okay. Life just happens for them. Okay. Fate and huh. Yeah, education okay. is okay. not valued okay. as much. Okay. Uh you're most likely to find them yeah, in you? a small town in the South huh. and the Midwest. Okay. So small town. Small town. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're, dreaming. They're probably looking for a way out. Yeah, is what they're looking that's what for. I was about to say. Dreaming of someone to rescue, maybe. Okay. Their employment this is interesting. They tend to be service oh. workers and clerks by trade. Mm. They're looking for a way out. Mm. That's what they're looking for. Wow. All right. So that was the romantic. Now, here's the restless. This is where it gets interesting. The restless marriage theme, I need more time. 22%. So it's the same as the resolute. Not the same. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Marriage is a distant goal for them, but it is predominantly young males at 70%. So your romantics are 67% of the ladies. Uh Uh-huh. Your restless, restless. 70% dudes. Wow. Okay. So that, isn't that. So it's kind of like a version of the young and the restless. Uh Uh-huh. That was just soap opera. (laughs) I think it's still on. But, but doesn't that make sense, though, how they're caught? Oh, in the, yes. The women are looking for this, and the men are like, oh, 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 I don't know about that. Right. And the women are like, oh, nobody get me. I'm looking for my and Prince Charming. Well, your Prince Charming is restless. Yeah, and the, the pressure from both sides. Wow. Okay. Um, You are least likely to find them in the Midwest, and you would mostly find them in urban areas. So you put see, on there, they lack confidence sometimes in their skills to make the marriage work. Correct. So that's why they think they need more time. They need more time. I need to figure more out. Yes. I need to. Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. Finally, the fifth mindset towards marriage reluctant. Why take the risk? Huh. This is your lowest percentage. Okay. Which is okay. good. That is good. Yeah. It's good. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with that. But. It's 14% of the of singles. They have a reluctant heart. They are anti-marriage. 
mm. fearing lifelong commitment more than others. That's sad. They believe people are better off staying single. Of course, the Apostle Paul would say that. There are some that but, I do believe. But Paul right, was not to reluctant to marriage. He was more right. in he was love a with marriage. He was marriage. a proponent of marriage, but he was like, it's, he would say, hey, it's better to <laughs> remain as I am and be sold, all sold out for the gospel. Yeah. But yeah. this has nothing to do with the gospel yeah. piece. No, I think they're just saying... I don't want all that, but I might want the stuff that comes with it, right? Right. They, okay. They're the strongest proponents of cohabitation. Mm-hmm. Now, for those of you that are wondering, what is cohabitation? Basically, cohabitation is all having all of the benefits of marriage, but not being totally sold in, sold out for the marriage. Yeah, and you're you living play. together. You're you living together. You're playing house. Play house. Yeah. yeah. As grownups. As grownups. Yeah. And you and some people think, oh, I, I think I'm going to test drive this. Right. You don't test drive it. No. And then figure it out. Matter of fact, if you cohabitate, you're more, you're you actually, increase, yes, you increase your chance your, yes. of your marriage. If you decide to get married, you increase your chance of getting divorced anyway. So maybe that's why they say we'll just never get married. We'll There's just... a greater chance of you divorcing if you cohabitate right. prior to your marriage than there is mm-hmm. if you stay resolute and committed, and then get married. What about if there are children? What about if there are children? Does that change the mindset? Having children does not appear to influence decisions to marry or stay married. Wow. Isn't that crazy? still in that, yeah, reluctant. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They are less suburban, and they are more urban. So you're going to find this particular population a lot in your cities yeah okay this category is made up of 46 percent men and 54 percent women there's more women in this category than there are men i don't know that i would have thought that huh so even though the men are restless the women are more reluctant yes now do you think it's just that's interesting. I was going to say, what? you think that women just settle and they think. I don't know. Hmm. What's your takeaway from this? What do, you, what, do you, what do you see when you hear all of this information? Um, what do you take away from this? What do I take away? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it makes me sad on certain levels because... I believe, I mean, God ordained marriage. That was the first relationship that he established in the garden. And it's such a picture of Christ and the church, his bride, and that marriage eternally. Um, So it makes me sad, yeah, to hear that, that these are mindsets. But... I understand that it comes from different influences and circumstances that have happened in people's lives. Um, I think hearing it maybe even makes me deep down um, want to speak more, you know, to young people and to those that are in those ages that you can have a resolute mindset and you can marry for life 
and and it it is work, and you do have to do things, um, and you maybe have to work through some things. I don't know. What do you take away? Uh, one, I think this is a, um, I think this is an indictment on our culture. Number oh, one. Oh, I definitely think this is where we I, are. I think this is. I think this is this. Per, it, yes. It exposes the condition yes. of the culture in which we live in today. Mm-hmm. It's a total exposure mm-hmm. of that. And and it shows that um, the family, as God designed it, to in his in his original design, um, is is broken because of the sin that exists in the world. Yes, because of the brokenness that exists in families, because of the the lack of fatherhood that exists in in homes i think it is when you take a look at the at the number of broken homes and broken families mm-hmm. and the culture that we now have with the the whole gender conversations and the different um uh, the different things, the different beliefs when it comes to sexuality and, and all of these things, all, all of what we just mentioned here in this, what we just went over is a direct result of a broken world in a broken home. Yes. Every bit of the it. The fabric has been ripped and, and yeah. The... When when I sit down with couple, when we sit down with couples and we see that mm-hmm. they both bring a resolute mindset, the one thing that I want to look at is I want to hear about your family mm-hmm. because that resolute mindset came from one of two things. One, it came from a home. It, it was it was it was built and generated in a home where the husband and the wife had a resolute mindset towards that marriage. modeled that that uh-huh. modeled it. That's the first one. Most, most nine times out of 10, that's it. It comes from that. Here's the other one. But we've also seen, yes, here's the other one. When there is a, a when there is a couple who grew up in a broken home or a split home or whatever. And that and and those two come together. Those those that husband and that and that wife they come together and they get married. Um, if there is, well, let me back up. They know they don't want what they experienced. Right, right. And so they are committed to making sure that it's, their kids don't grow up. In, especially if there's some spiritual. Growth there and influences, yes. And, and, and the spiritual growth piece is definitely important and and certainly helpful. But there are people that just say, you know what? I don't I'm, want that. Yeah. I don't want that for my kids. I want my kids to grow up in a home with a mom and a dad yeah. who are committed to one another. And they're going to make this thing work. So that's what, that's what I've seen. Nine times out of ten, ten times out of ten, it's, you know. It's a one, they either grew up in the environment or two, they said, I'm not going to be like that. And they're committed Mm -hmm. to that. Okay. So that is, that is something that I believe is, it it is, it's a picture of what has happened in our world today and the influence of the media, the influence of 
this whole mindset of well, what's you know what's right my truth is my truth and I, it can be whatever i want it to be i can live however i want to live um i can i can date whoever i want to date i can it doesn't matter I, and i can do it and and i think also there's a lot of wounds in people's lives there's a lot of hurt in people's lives and they're scared Sure. I think some of this, what what we, you know, from the restless and the re, and the reluctant. There's some fear. There's a lot sure. of fear. Sure. There's a lot of fear. And that drive. That exists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In people's lives. But the point is, you know, in recognizing these, if these are kind of set out as the the five mindsets and the themes that come with that if if we can unpack that with young people and help them recognize that they don't have to stay like that uh no they yeah they 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 can move off of that yes definitely yes they can move that towards, mindset can move absolutely towards a healthier mindset 100% yes it can and that's what we desire it, it can definitely yeah, shift to help unpack some of this um, so that they can move to more a, of a, a resolute. Mindset, I, the goal yeah. is to see the resolute mindset yes. that divorce is not an option. Mm-hmm. Now, yes. I mean, I remember, I remember when I sat down, I took your dad to breakfast and, uh-huh. I, and I, when I asked him uh, if I could marry you uh-huh. and of course I was nervous as a Tomcat in a room full of rocking chairs <laughs> and when I was asking him this and uh, I don't remember much uh, of what he did say, but I do remember he said, divorce is not an option. He said that to you. Yep. Uh He said, she's yours for life. Yeah. Divorce is not an option. Right. And he has modeled that Uh with your mom. Yes. We've seen that modeled in my parents' lives. Yes. And for the both of us, we both brought into our relationship a resolute mindset that divorce was not an option. Murder was. Uh, <laughs> at least at least in your case. At least in your case, murder was an option if I ever did anything stupid. And, uh, of course, there would probably be a line of people um, to, to take care of me before you yeah. ever even got there. Um, but all that being said is that the example for us was set by our parents. Right. And it is a resolute mindset. And you're right. You don't have to stay in a restless frame of mind. You can move or towards or, yeah. that, mm-hmm. that mindset of, you know what, man, God created this relationship. He established it. There's purpose behind this relationship, and I, we are going to make this work. It's not going to be easy, and marriage is not easy. No, there, there's even a, with a reluctant mindset, it takes work. And it's, you mean resolute mindset? Sorry, what did I say? Reluctant. Oh yes, yeah, sorry. I mean, it's really hard even with reluctant. resolute. Yes, even with resolute. So we're saying that's the one we want to you know move people into. But even with that, doesn't mean that it's. It was hard easy in a mm. bed of roses no it's it's hard yes but and the mindset does 
help you. Now, I do think that you can take caution. I think it's wise to take caution. Make sure uh-huh. you go through the the premarital coaching. Make sure that you have a healthy relationship with your spouse. Um, I think that each of these attitudes, you know, especially let's just use the romantic for just a second. Uh-huh. I think the romantic mindset can be like rose colored glasses and it doesn't give you a true picture, a a true representation. It's, it's more of a, um, we're going to live happily ever after. Well, that's not true. Uh That uh, it's not true. It's not a happily ever after. It's not promised. It's no, no, it's not promised. Uh, it may be, a joyful day on your wedding day and it may be a magical day you know of of an event and people celebrating and it's exciting and everything but listen your wedding is an event your marriage is a lifetime together and that lifetime together is going to have pain associated with it right one way or another it's going to have pain associated with it. Lisa and I have gone through At some point. Lisa and I have gone through um, the we've gone through a loss of a child. We have are right now we're having to go through her her eye health and and what's going on with the losing of your central vision. Um, we have lost jobs. We have been hurt in local churches. You name it. There's going to be pain and difficulty. There's going to be sorrow. And you as a couple have to be ready for that. And if you're coming into your marriage or you have a restless mindset in your marriage or reluctant mindset in your marriage, you're not in a healthy place. Well, I think, right, that it gets um, compounded. So if you're already restless, Mm -hmm. it's compounded when you have these things that come into your life, these hard times. Yet, if you have a resolute, again, it it it's a it gives you more of a foundation, I guess. So, what would you uh, like if you had some recommendations? What would you say if you were going to say, "Hey, one, two, three, um, do this"? How can my how can my mindset move? What would you say? I I think maybe first of all, just do an evaluation. Evaluation. Just self-check of, yeah. yourself and say, okay, wh- where do I think I fall in these five mindsets of marriage? Whether I'm about to get married, I'm newly married, or I've been married a long time. W- what is my mindset? Because I think, I mean, we know that divorce happens at different times, right? So I think... um just like we can shift into a good resolute mindset from these other less healthy ones. I think you can also fall back into unhealthy uh, ones. That's a great right? point. Yeah. At, at different points in your marriage because point. of things that are happening, circumstances and situations. And so I think we, we need to do an evaluation first individually and say, okay, right now in my marriage, what would I say my mindset is? And then I think second, maybe go to your spouse and say, hey, can we talk about this? 
What what did you say yours is? This is where I, I feel I am. Let's talk through it. That's really good. That would be my you said three, but I said two. No, that's good. <laughs> I think I think that is some sound sound wisdom right there. Do do a self assessment on yes, and then have the conversation, and then come back together with your spouse, yes, and say, okay, this is kind of where I'm feeling right now with with the marriage, and and from that, then that's your springboard. I don't know. Do you maybe you need some further counsel? How do you, from, how do we move from forward? a third party? Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. you right. Maybe you need to go to another trusted couple that's. Um, a little bit further down the road than you and ask them, mm-hmm. how did you do it when you got to this point in your marriage? Help us. Give us some pointers. Right. Share your wisdom. And speaking of that, that's something that we can help with. Sure. And if we can help you with that. We don't have it all figured out. No, we ain't We're got it all figured out. But we can definitely help you. On down the, the road, we can definitely help you on the assessment. Twenty nine years down the road. We can definitely help on the assessment. Yes, we could. And and that's just it. That's what we've seen when we counsel these couples. It it gives them some things to go back and talk about. And, you know, we can also share with that some tools to help continue to unpack and it's crazy when they see when the couple yeah. see their assessment for the first yeah. time and their yeah. eyes just get all bug eyed and they'll go, whoa. And they're like, oh, look at you and look, look at, at me. This. And then when they say, oh, that's so true. So I true. just I didn't know how to formulate that maybe into words or convey that. But that's exactly how I feel or what I think or mm-hmm. what I do, because the thing is, your mindset is going to determine your actions. And you started by saying, you know, your attitude determines your altitude. That's true. So if I want my marriage to soar, you know, it's it's my attitude towards marriage. And, and this mindset that I have that I'm carrying with me every day is going to determine my actions, how I treat my spouse, how I talk about my spouse, how I portray marriage, my marriage to other people. I'll talk about it to my kids. Um, That's a great, great point that you make there. That's really good. Solid. Yep. That's what I've got. Do you have pointers? No. Okay. No, you did it. You (laughs) you nailed it. Okay. Nailed it. Thanks. So I think as far as some next steps for for other people, especially if it's something that Lisa and I can help with, uh, with you is... Hey, reach out to us, and if uh, if we can help you uh, with taking the assessment, the assessment is like thirty five bucks. It's online, mm-hmm. and we can I can send you the link. You can take care of that. You can do the assessment. We can sit down. We can evaluate what's going on. We can do that either in person. We can do it online. It doesn't matter. We can we can have those assessments, and we can talk about those things and and help you and your. Uh, marriage or your uh, engagement in preparing for marriage, yes. we can help you with that and and help you prepare and help you make some shifts along the way to make sure that you have a thriving relationship going into your marriage and that will exist through your marriage. Yes. And again, I think to to stay in that resolute mindset Again, this this is part of the work when we do things like this, when we evaluate, when we gather information, when we gain insight. Um, yeah, 
It's how we get better. Well, looking forward to part two. Yeah. I think we got most, we got, we really kind of finished most of the, uh, most of the mindset conversation and we will uh we'll be diving more into the Simbus assessment and what it entails and talking about everything from communication to your social context and things like that so we're really looking forward to being able to dive more into the Simbus assessment yeah those are kind of the sub sub parts okay right jazzy's wanting to chime in here i'm sure (laughs) We are glad again to be back with you and hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you can have some really good conversation. You can take some time to reflect and evaluate yourself and um, let us know if we can be of any help. And be sure to uh, follow us on our Instagram. Uh, It'll be at cord underscore of underscore three. Check us out online uh, there at our Instagram profile. Follow us, um, and you can send us a message there as well. And be sure to share this podcast with your friends and your families and whomever else you feel like this will be uh, an encouragement to you. We appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. And remember that two are better than one. one, And and a cord of three strands strands is not easily broken. broken.